friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. It is day five of the 2021 Christmas party with 12 days in a row of Christmas coming your way. Imagine that we're all like mingling at a lovely Christmas holiday soiree, taking in the beautiful decor, pausing to have a chat with new friends here and there. If you missed days one through four with the Deck the Hallmark guys, Portia Williams, Keaton Claus, Becca Stevens, be sure to check those out. So much fun and wisdom, everything in between those episodes. The soundtrack of our party is Little Drummer Boy from For King and Country. It's from their album, A Drummer Boy Christmas. It's so good, y'all. So be sure to check that out. And I have it on good authority that Santa's planning on stopping by the studio tomorrow so we can chat before he starts his world tour. So today is the last day to send in questions for Jolly Old St. Nick. Just follow the link in the show notes to share your questions. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to share about one of our incredible partners. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp pretty regularly here at That Sounds Fun, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, so many people have either been taught or have bought into the idea that mental health shouldn't be a part of normal life, but that's not true. We take care of our bodies with the gym, the doctor, and nutrition. We should be focusing on our minds just as much. Where, oh, where would I be without consistent support of my counselor over the years? I think you'd find it really helpful to connect with a therapist through BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and that sounds fun, friends. Get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash that sounds fun. And today on the show, I get to talk with the hilarious Nate Bargatze. Nate is an incredible comedian. He's done two Netflix specials, The Greatest Average American and The Tennessee Kid. He's appeared multiple times on Conan and The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. He was even on Jimmy Fallon's Clean Cut Comedy Tour, and he performs all over. He also hosts a podcast called Nate Land. We just kind of jumped right in like old pals, and this one is really great. So let's gather around over the punch bowl because this is one that's just going to go down easy, you guys. Here's my conversation with my friend. Nate Bergazzi. Oh, yes. Look at this new timer we got, Nate. I mean, oh, yeah. That's, that's... what I need for on stage. Right. <laughs> Like wow. That. Don't y'all have a timer when you're on stage? Uh, we have a timer that sets in the, we do have one. We set it in the front. Uh, but is it just monitor. like your phone? No, no. I have, it just counts up. Okay. And so you kind of know. Like, I, I like keep an eye. Like, I kind of know where I want to be, like, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. know what joke I want to be on. I can tell if I'm going too fast or slow, uh, depending on if I'm at that joke. Really? Yeah, not like it really matters, but I can tell if it's, it's like if I'm to the joke quicker, it's like, all right, like, uh, this will be, I'll be a little under an hour. If I'm not to that joke, I'll probably be a little over an hour. And it's just, oh you my know, gosh, so much the energy of the crowd. you got the whole thing mapped out every night. Uh, some, I just kind of know the one joke. I know the I know the general <laughs> the idea. The one like the one part where the road splits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're like, if I'm not there by thirty, it's but if you get there at twenty, you're like, we're in trouble. <laughs> we're in big trouble. So you're like, this yeah. is not great. Yeah, it's not good. I practiced a talk one time for a church in the car and they had said thirty five minutes. Yeah. And I'd written the whole thing out, almost manuscripted it because it was I was nervous. So I was like, Why well, as I'm driving, I'm gonna practice it one good time. 
19 minutes. Uh, I was like, we in are. In the car? In the car on yeah. the way. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're in big trouble today. Yeah. Because I'm going to have to find another 16 minutes between here and the church. It was. You hope the energy of right. the crowd. <laughs> well, that's like, is it, are you getting laughs and stuff? I mean, not, getting, like, 16 min- not 16 minutes. You're getting 16 yeah, minutes. Yeah. I'm getting 16 seconds. There's yeah. not a world. No, it is, it is tough. We had on my, uh, the special, The Greatest Average American, we, it taped outside. And so they had to wear a mask. It was at yes. Universal Studios. And so the first show, you tape two shows when you tape a special. And then you On the same night? Do you go back night. to back? Okay. Yeah, back to back. And then you would, uh, you, you know, you basically kind of take one show. And then there might be like four jokes that you're like, ah, I'd said it better in the oh. first time. So move it or whatever. Okay, so you do the exact same set. Same set. Mm-hmm. And then uh, but no, every other special, we do it. There we do the first one. They're like, we got it. Don't worry about it. Have fun the second show. And so usually the second show, you might even add a little something here uh-huh. and there because you're just loose because you know we already got it, you know, in the books. And yeah. so like the next one just to make sure. And but this one I did because the, the energy was so it was outside. They had mask on. I couldn't hear them laugh. And I did uh, 43 oh. minutes. It's supposed to be an hour. <laughs> and they you couldn't hear them laugh at all. No. You can hear, when you, I've watched it. When you watch yeah. it, you can hear them laugh. Well, they made it. I mean, they had mics on their table. You just couldn't hear I can't it. hear them. Oh, that's and awful. And so they were, it was like, so your timing, your timing is all based on the audience. Yes. And so you just start talking a little bit quicker, and I mean, that just starts sucking the energy out. And then it's like, oh. eight, I mean, it was 43. Right when I got off, they were like, yeah, usually they're like, we got it. Now they're like, we at, we don't have it. <laughs> so, we most definitely. Yeah. The second show is... <laughs> I mean, I can't even tell you how important this second show is. <laughs> like, it's the most. You're like, start at the beginning and slow it down by point five. Yeah, I had and to find 17 minutes. Did it work? I something. mean, yeah, I've watched it. it yeah, I, I mean, I, I just felt myself go slower. Yeah. And then uh, I just slowed it down. And we also, the second show, because they had mics on their table, we uh-huh. put where I could hear their laughs in my yes. monitor. Yes. So then I at least had some kind of, it was, I mean, it was not... It's not the most ideal thing, but yeah. it was it was it made it a lot better. I mean, I want to live a life where in my ears is the people laughing around me at my jokes. Oh yeah. Oh, what a dream yeah. that you just always hear the laugh yeah. track in always. your whole story. Well, we just had the monitor on the stage. I don't have the ear thing. Oh, it's not in your head. Yeah, it's I don't know what that is. Like that's a that's a <laughs> that's singer. musicians. We're not. We don't get yeah. that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I don't ever understand. Is that their monitor? I think so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Johnny, producer Johnny is? is nodding yeah. aggressively. Yeah, I, I always see that. Like, our uh, a comedian sound check is, I mean, it's one second. I go up and say, hello? All right, mm-hmm. yeah, sounds good. Same as a speaker. They're yeah. like, we've, we've blocked you a sound check for 30 minutes. And I'm like, I, I promise you I can do it in less than that because I got to do two sentences. And because of the something in my voice, they have to use a compressor. So yeah. every time I get up there, I go, hey, this is Annie. Uh, everybody else says compressor. And the sound guy laughs a little bit. And they go, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the fullness of that sound check. Yeah, it's great. Do y'all do sound checks at comedy clubs? Uh, Not at comedy clubs, but at theater. Oh, okay. You do. like So you make sure, because it's always different. Every venue has a different sound system, yeah. different people running it. So I, my tour manager will usually go do it, but I do want, I like to come see the theater and like yes. talk, at least talk once into it. Yes. And so I'll go out there and then like, you know, your introduction, like with the music, play, like the lights, you kind yeah. of see. Uh, but it's very quick. When you bus tour... Mm-hmm. You get to the venue. What's your first move? Do you walk in and look at the room, or do you like go work out and go eat lunch and whatever? I'll try. Uh, yeah, I will try to go if if they're if they're let us. Sometimes you can't go in yet, but yeah. if we get there, I mean, I'll just wake up when I wake up, and then uh, yeah, if, if the door's open, I'll go look at it yeah. real fast. Because then if I don't make the sound check, it's okay. I just at least see the room because I've had times where. You're, 
you say you're you don't get to go see the room before the crowd's in there for whatever like you're you know come in late or whatever right. and so like you go out and when i go out i like it all blacked out like so the audience is like completely dark oh you don't want to see him at all no i don't like i like uh it just feels like more you just want to hear him you just want the laughter rolling yeah over you want to hear him yeah. you're like it doesn't make it uh i don't want to make them feel weird like i'm look i mean they think i'm looking at them i will make better eye contact if i can't see <laughs> You're just looking into a darkness. You're like, I've got somebody. Yeah, you're looking at somebody. Because <laughs> otherwise, well, it's otherwise it gets weird. Like, it's like, I would always get weird. Like, if you're really looking at someone, then you're like, are they thinking I'm just looking at... Like, whatever uh-huh. they're thinking, I'm also thinking. Right. And so I'm trying to be like, all right, well, don't... You know, we can all just enjoy this show. Yeah. And like, you know... <laughs> yeah. uh, let's just continue to have two just, separate experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. And then... Uh, and we turn the lights off at the end. I like to, because yeah. I do want to see everybody. Yeah. But it's, yeah, so I would go out. But sometimes you could go out and the crowd's completely darked out. And then you're like, I haven't seen any of these. Yeah. People. I don't know what's on the other side I of that darkness. I don't know what's on the other side. No. It's, <laughs> and then you're, and that's weird. Because yeah. you're like, when you don't see them at all, you're just like, God, why are, what's happening? Yes. You know? I can't, I, that has never one time happened to me. I can't imagine walking out and not knowing. What the people? Well, you're would always have the lights on. And yes, stuff like I that. yeah. Like so I don't. We don't black yeah. out for tour. I've no. done yeah, because I've done uh, corporate gigs where they have like speakers and yeah. stuff, and then we and then we do our comedy or whatever. Right. But yeah, those not you've seen the whole crowd. Then. Right, right. They're so, all there. I did all a I did a thing with radio people maybe six months ago, a year ago, and the, and radio people have heard everything. Like mm. they're not there to hear me. Yeah. I'm at, they're yeah. not. They're not there yeah. for it. And so I'm like, you know passionate about whatever I'm teaching about and they're just I'm like can we can we turn the lights off yeah because I appreciate that they're here but I am hurting yeah this is hurting my feelings yeah this is hurting my feelings well that's what when you when when you're a speaker I guess that is the weird thing like you have to learn to talk without uh really a response yes because they're like people are learning something right (laughs) Maybe. Is that the point? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. What you hope. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you hope. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, when, because when you bomb in comedy, it's like they don't laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get, I mean, you don't want to get used to it, but you get, you're, you're kind of, I don't know, it doesn't bother you as much. But it'll still happen. I mean, you start talking quicker. You start like, you know, yeah. like you're trying to just get to the, the laugh. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. But like, I mean, a speaker, I would imagine, yeah, that's got to be, especially if somebody had just a real serious. I guess your mindset's just different. It's just brutal. <laughs> yeah. Our uh, Dustin Nickerson, who we both yes. adore. Dustin has taught me so much about the importance of bombing for yeah. y'all. Yeah. I mean, that there are times, especially like on a Monday night at Zany's, that is the night where y'all practice all your new stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. You tell me about the power of bombing. It's, uh, you know, it doesn't happen as much as it did when I first started. Certainly. I mean, you just, because you just get, I've done it 19 years now. Full time for 19 years. No, not full time. Uh, Full time, maybe, uh, I'm trying to think when I, maybe 10 years or maybe. That's incredible. 11 years, something like that. I don't know. Wow. Uh, Yeah, it all just blends together. Yeah. (laughs) And then, but we, so bombing is very important because you, I mean, you just have to feel what that feels like, like, that uncomfortableness. And not be able to take it personally. Yeah. And, I mean, it's very hard not to take personal because you think, well, you know. And then it makes you want to, like, get back on it. And then be like, all right, well, I need to, you know. I always thought there's a very important thing, too, to learn how what it sounds like to really do great. Like, to kill, as yeah. we say. Or, you know, to be crushing on stage. Like, you need to know what that feels like. So you're always chasing wow. that. Yeah. Uh, you always know, like, well, I'm trying to get every joke to that level. And then, because, I mean, otherwise, if people don't do good... For a long time, they get used to that sound, the response that they get. 
And so then they think they're doing good, and you're like, it's not good, man. Like, but you're, res- but that's all they hear. They've never heard yes. themselves do good. Yes. Because even if you're in the crowd, you can tell people are laughing, but you got to feel it. And if so, they only feel doing if it's not good ever. Well, then every show they do is not good, and then yes. they stay there because they, they don't, don't even, know. They don't know. Because you got to learn how to make a joke great. Like even just one joke, it's you got to write them over and over. You got to you got to say them over and over again. You got to learn like why. Like I, you should be able to know when the people are going to laugh. Uh, you know, somewhat why they're going to be laughing. Like you know, you just got to kind of know. Like all right, this is funny. This works here. Uh huh. And then when you get older and you do it longer, you kind of are like I have a better idea of what's going to yeah. work and what's not going to work. And the only way you know if a joke works is to do it in front of people. Yeah, I mean, we get the most immediate response. That's what I love about comedy is like we're the there's nothing I can make up a joke on, during the show and I get a response. So it, it's the most unfiltered, like from my head to people. Mm. And then you get immediate like, all right, how does this sound? Yes. You know, do they laugh? Do they not laugh? And then you, when you walk off stage, do you add it to your note card and go, I, I don't want to forget that that thing happened or that I started yeah. that goldfish joke or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Some of them, I, yeah, I'll either, I'll either write it down. I don't write it down a ton, ton, but I'll, I'll usually like put in my notes, like if it's one little thing uh-huh. and just remember to say it. I'm kind of like, it kind of changes like the little, like the, the big parts are all there. Maybe there's some little stuff here and there. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, unless it's like someone, something local. And then right. if you come up with something local, you're just like, you, you got to leave stays. it. You got to be proud I of yourself mean, and get yeah, on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you want to like, you're doing, a, 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 I open right now with a joke uh, about uh, going to a store in Omaha, Nebraska. And that was like, it would destroy so hard in Omaha. And I was like, just please work. You just, you know, sometimes you're like, well, I got to make this. The Mount That's Rainier right. joke with uh, the dead horse. Yes. was like, how do I make everybody get that Mount Rainier? Yeah. You know, because otherwise people could be like, I don't, I don't care yeah. about another mountain. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or I got my own horse. mountains. I got my own dead horse. I got my own dead horse. <laughs> I got my own mountains. I have, right. an, I have enough yeah. on my plate. Yeah. I don't think you meant to do this, but when I'm hearing you talk about getting that medium-sized laugh and being okay. Yeah. I mean, we all do that in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking a lot about prayer, so I'm going to go way too yeah. serious for a second. But how many times do we just get satisfied in the very middle versus going for the big thing? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Everybody I mean, you're does. modeling that. It, it, what you're saying in comedy, I'm responding to about things I prayed for this morning. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know what the big laugh sounds like in prayer. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just keep being satisfied with the medium. Yeah. And that's What's not safe. enough. It oh, feels boy. safe. You better say that. A big, like, I remember there's a quote that, uh, reason, big reason I moved from New York to L.A. was if you start feeling comfortable, it's time to make a change. And it was Jerry Wintrop, and he used to be, like, a big agent, a producer for Ocean's Eleven, 13, Mm -hmm. like a bunch of big Hollywood dude. And he was working in New York uh, as a, like, for WME, the agency, and then moved to L.A. And so I read his book, and when I read that is when I moved to New York to L.A. Because it was like, you can start feeling very comfortable, and you go, all right, I got a good thing going here. I was getting on stage everywhere, but, you know, if I want to go to the next level, I got to go to L.A., then I got to get on the road, and then you got to start, and then you can start expanding. And that's been like one, like the the big laugh is like people get comfortable, and you just want, and it's very easy to go like, I'm just... Let's not blow anything up. Mm-hmm. We got a good thing going. And some people just want that. And I understand yeah. that. And yeah. there's some people that want to have the drive. It's like, well, you got to go be uncomfortable. You're yeah. just, yeah, it's too comfortable. You're, you're enjoying it. And you're, it's like, it's easy. So Nashville, New York, LA, Nashville? 
It was, uh, I started in Chicago, actually. So I never did comedy in Nashville at the beginning. Okay. But I just moved to Chicago, and then for two years, and then New York for about almost nine, L.A. for a couple years, and then back to Nashville. Were you and Laura married that whole time? We've been together the whole time, since I was 20. Wow. We met Applebee's on Thompson Lane. Get out of here. And then, so, before I started comedy, I know. (laughs) It was before I started comedy. uh, What'd you do then? I, I mean, I was a host, and she was a server. I'm sorry. Y'all worked at Applebee's. We you don't Applebee's. mean you met no, there. No, no, we worked you there. You met yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Y'all were employees mm-hmm. at the Applebee's. That is yeah. that is a deeper story than I, yeah. I apologize yeah. for saying disgusting. That was no, your, that's all right. That was your income. I yeah, that, I yeah. I mean, that was a very loose income. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, you know, I was 20 years you old. You were a host, and she was a server. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Ritual. Okay, so listen to this. Over 97% of women, that probably means you, age 19 to 50, that might be you, are not getting enough vitamin D from what they eat, and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. That's really not something we should be ignoring, you guys. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essentials for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. So, AFD, what were the results, you may be asking? Essential for Women's 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in the leading scientific journal, Frontiers in Nutrition. A published clinical study is a big deal and a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. I love that Ritual is this committed to third-party testing traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. No shady stuff. I know I can trust their vitamins. I take my Ritual multivitamin every day. I just know that no matter how I try, I'm not getting all the good stuff I need from what I eat, so I want to be sure to supplement that. And Ritual is my go-to. It's easy on the stomach, and it doesn't have that vitamin-y aftertaste that some do. Gross. Right now, Ritual is offering you guys, my friends, 10% off your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash that sounds fun and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash that sounds fun. All right, I'm with our Enneagram Nines from Ennea Summer, Adam and Camille. You guys, what is your favorite Christmas song? All right, mine's mine's gonna be a little bit of a sleeper. No. I thought you were about to sing together. It looked like it. <laughs> you, I it know, looked it like Adam was orchestra. about to direct the choir. <laughs> I I can't sing at all. I'm not even gonna embarrass myself. Um, okay, tell your story. Though. Okay, so there's this um, Luther Vandross Christmas record. Okay, um, talk, talk to me. And there's a there's a lot of originals on it. Um, they don't necessarily embody your traditional Christmas spirit. Yeah. Um, but there's a song called The Mistletoe Jam. Um, okay. And it's got this intro, and he's, like, talking about, you know, wanting to kiss someone under the mistletoe. But my mom is, like, Luther is it for her. Uh-huh. And it's just every year I see that CD come out, <laughs> and it gets put out, and I'm like, that's it. That's all we're listening to for the rest of the year, you know? And that's how it was when I was a kid. Um, so recently I played it for my husband, um, and my mom was in town. And I mean, she just... she 
she's not necessarily on beat, but she always dances to it. She always snaps to it, and it just will forever remind me of Christmas in our oh, house. Oh, it's so good. Luther. Okay, Adam, Luther. what are you going to sing to us? Hands down, the oh. best Christmas song Wow. is Oh Holy Night. Might okay. be shocking that I'm saying that, yeah. but that I love Oh Holy Night. It takes me back to Trinity on the Hill, United Methodist Church. Augusta, Georgia. Augusta, Georgia. And the music minister, the music minister. Yeah, <laughs> that's Dave Barnes. Nameless Melvin. Would <gasps> would he had a very operatic voice and he would sing that song every Christmas Eve and just blow the roof off the place <laughs> with it. And I, I, I love that song. And it's I think it also like it's it's just um it, it kind of explains the whole miracle of Christmas too. So I, I love it. I love a holy night. Hey guys, it's Maddie Jackson Selectman, author of Lemons on Friday. My favorite Christmas song is O Come All You Faithful. And now back to our conversation with Nate. And then, so Chicago to New York for nine years. New York was. Yeah, yeah. Wow. New York is, that's where you get good. I mean, but that's, you know, that you go up every night. It's like dog years. So you, uh. you're just, you, you, I went on stage every night for probably eight years. And you just, even if you're doing five minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it was, you're in front of crowds that don't know you. Uh, they don't, they, they, sometimes they're getting tricked to be in the room. Like, <laughs> it's like, they don't right. know why they're in the room. Right. And so you got to win over people, and I think I think New York comics are the best comic. Like that's just they just get to learn, they just got to learn it different than anybody else. I mean, it's, it's every night, every night, that and it's brutal. every single night. So you're just going and putting in the hours. How how was L.A. better? Was it better? L.A. was different. Uh, I so when I moved to L.A., I got because I was I, I was I was getting up everywhere in New York. And then when I moved to L.A., it was – I remember I was supposed to go open for Bill Burr at this place, and then it ended up getting canceled. And then it was like a Friday night. I had no shows. And I was like, you know, at this point I'm probably 12 years into comedy or yeah. something like that. And I'm like, this is not good. And so then it was like – that's then that's the moment I felt very uncomfortable and because huh. I was like, oh, this could all go down. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so then it was like, all right, let me get back out and – Start doing the shows, start doing good on these shows, get into this L.A. scene so they know me more. And then you start, you know, and then it was like, then I started going on the road more. And it's like that kind of stuff. So why'd y'all come back here? Uh, I mean, I'm from born and raised here and my whole family's still here. But it was I was leaving them alone out there. I was traveling so much on the road that it was our daughter was two and uh, I was just leaving her and Laura out there. And so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just let's just move back. And Nashville's more centered. And I like Nashville. I like uh, I'm a big, obviously, fan of here growing up here. Uh, But it's like, you know, I don't know. It's Nashville. I mean, Nashville's blowing up now. When I first moved back, I didn't tell anybody I moved back. Really? Because I thought they would think I quit comedy. So wow. I was nervous yeah, about it. Yeah, because it's like the go home, give up yeah. thing. And that yeah. wasn't it at all. No. And wow. it's and so I just left and didn't tell close friends. Because we were getting to a point where we're not seeing each other that much. Like, everybody's busy. Yeah, you're so seeing you're them like, on the road more than you're seeing them here. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? I think I could just not tell them. Yeah. And they wouldn't know. <laughs> And I mean, I, I had until a you both go to the Milwaukee airport, and then you're like, yeah, yeah. I'm not on that LA. I drove flight. one to my house. <gasps> uh-uh. He, I picked him up. I said, hey, I'm at home this weekend, and I was like, I'll pick you up. And I picked him up, and just, and I was like, I've been living here for six months. <laughs> he had no idea. I mean, there's people still think I live in New York. Like people don't right. know. People, no one knows. Right. No one cares. And you're that's like, right. so once you learn that, you're like, yeah, no one cares what you're doing. Yeah. Then you're like, just go do whatever you got to do. That's the best. And then you know, and just be out and be around, and you know. Favorite venue you've ever played? 
Uh, and the Ryman. Ryman, I've said Car- I've opened for Mark Marin at Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall was crazy too. Wow. The Ryman and is, for Mark Marin. That's pretty yeah, rad. Yeah. And then uh but when we, we just did the Ryman and the Ryman yeah. just it's pretty special. Grand Ole Opry was crazy. I mean all of them, but yeah. Ryman, there's just something the way the laugh, the sound comes back to you is uh, I haven't really heard much like that. Like it's just it just swallows you. Yeah. And it feels so, it's so great. We were, our whole team went last night to, oh, yeah. to Behold the Lamb of God, Andrew Peterson yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And as I was leaving, I said, because uh, we toured the podcast. Yeah. So as I was leaving, I said, okay, I'm 41. We're very yeah. close. Yeah, I think 40, we're, yeah, I'm 42. Yeah, I think we're at class of 98. 97. 97. Yeah. Oh, you're the older guy. I, I said as I was leaving, before I turned 50. Let's play this room. Yeah. They were like, oh, we'll do it before that. I was like, great, great, great. I'm just saying. 50. Before I turn 50, I want to yeah. play the Ryman. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's just the one. That and the Fox, because I grew up in Atlanta. Yeah. So the Fox. Do, but if yeah, you're doing... Foxes. If you do the Ryman, you do the Fox. Like, yeah, yeah, They just yeah. are in the same tour. They... Uh, we're doing... The, I think I'm doing the Fox in March. But, oh, good. Or something. I don't know. Yeah. I could, I'm, that date, I could be making up. It's something. <laughs> but the goals, like the, the goals of like being 50, I'm a big goals... So, like, your goals, I think, have always got to be attainable. Uh-huh. I think— uh, Are you about to tell me to settle down no, on the Ryman? No, I'm like, I'd go 60, all right? <laughs> Andy, <laughs> You're like, Andy, yeah. I came yeah, all this Andy, way. I'm going to be honest with you. 75. Stuff. Let's hope by 75, Let's, 80. You need to stay alive yeah, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> the bottom is full at the Ryman, Annie. You're 95 years old. We got the bottom full, and I think that's just great. We told them yeah. this was your funeral, yeah. so that's why they're here. No yeah. one paid to get in. Yeah. You rented this yeah. out with your own money. Uh <laughs> No, just talking about your goals of being yeah. like 50. It's like where everybody, if everybody's like, we'll do it sooner. And you're like, no, I'm just thinking 50. And then, cause it's easier to make the steps to get to that mm. goal. And it, it, there's no, if you have that goal in a year, which you, you're going to, you might do it now. You might do it'd it in be, a year. It'd be a shock. <clears throat> but it's like, you're going to be, it's a pretty big goal to look for. Yeah. And like, you always try to have goals, you know, like, uh, when I first started, it was like, I never thought like, I'm going to try to be on Madison, play Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You're just like, I was handing out flyers on a corner <laughs> right. trying to get people to go to show. And I was like, well, how do right. I get off this corner? I just don't want to stand right. on this corner. And right. so like, whatever that makes me to get off that. So every goal is just, it's something that's very attainable mm. that could happen within a few weeks or six months. But it's something that you're like, oh, I can get off this corner. Yeah. And then I can do that. And so every goal that you set, which is your end, your end goal is to be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. But I mean, also I have a, like my end goals have been, the bigger ones, I, you know, they get knocked off, and then you got to kind of like now. I'm kind of looking to be like, all right, what am I? Yeah, what what's bigger? Some... I mean, you've done the Tonight Show, you've opened for and played huge rooms. I mean, what yeah. what is? How do you dream bigger now? Uh, I don't. You know, it's like uh, I don't. It's like I'm trying to get now. I'm trying to get a lot better with like this is not about me. This is not. You know, it's like that idea of like you're second. I'm second to everyone. Yeah. I'm trying to be that more I don't know you know it's like just wrap my head around that and none of this is about me none of this when you go to these shows it's not about my ego or my something it's about the audience it's 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 you know I feel like nowadays a lot of stuff is either tv movies whatever it is it's made inward it's made for that person and it's Mm -hmm. all me and I'm so you know it's like but it needs to be out because uh it needs to be given to them we're in I'm an entertainer so my job is just to make sure you have I'm not a big message guy I'm not trying to change anybody's whatever they believe I don't you know but it's like I just can make you have fun and I can make us all come together so like my job is just to do that yeah and so it's like just trying to I'm just trying to do that and get that out 
you know. So the shift in your brain has been instead of me getting on the Tonight Show, now the goal is I want to get on the Tonight Show because I want to entertain. It's for them. Yeah. Instead of for you. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be able to create a world. I'm trying to now you want to create a world that can be like I can I can create a world that I know if you come to say I'm not I don't have to be in everything. But if I make Mm. a you know, I can shoot my own TV show and then. Uh, if I'm in it or if I'm attached to it, you, you know it fits with what I do on stage yeah. and what I like. You don't have to. I like uh, people come to my show with their when it's dads and their. I mean, this was two 13, 14 year old daughters, and he's like, mm-hmm. "This is all we really go to together." Yeah, is, you know, it's like I like being that where these families can come out to this stuff. Not you, and you're not doing. I'm not trying to do comedy for kids. <laughs> you're you know, not doing that 12 year old. Yeah, I'm not crowd. like hoping to get like eight year olds <laughs> and be like, I hope they get it, but. <laughs> You want to be some hot Peppa Pig yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah, 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 and then so, but you want to, you know, but I do like that they everybody can go to something. I like. So that. my question is, have we reached? Is this an age thing where we're mid forties? No, we're not. No, but we're in not our hearts, we're early forties. Mm-hmm. I have some of the similar thoughts of yeah. now that we've done this. What does it look like for me to help? people who are 10 years behind me professionally. Yeah. And what does it look like for me to, I mean, that's one of the reasons we have the podcast network, yeah. right? Is we're getting to do other, help other people create shows that yeah. have the, that sounds fun stamp on them so yeah. that our listeners trust it from the start. Yeah. You do the same with your openers. Yeah. You do the same with Nate Land, yeah. where you have two other comedians who I think are so funny, Yeah. but you, you push to them a lot and let them do the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, I mean, you're looking at this audience that you're kind of getting and you're going, well, I want this audience to have more stuff. And so I want to be like, there's just a trust. You have a trust with your audience. And I think it's like, you got to just kind of use that trust. And then they can go like, you're like, hey, I think y'all will like this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't. So you is know. this an age thing for us, or is this a we've hit enough of our goals that we realize they weren't they weren't worth thinking so hard about, and so now we turn to something more important? Yeah, I think it's I think uh-huh. it's that. I mean, uh-huh. I think your age helps that because you're older you get. Yeah. You know, I would always say uh, you either make it at 20 or 40. No one makes it in the middle. Mm. So you either get really lucky and then you and, and if you got famous at 20, you know I would do it too. Everybody would do it. Or you're going to have to go 40. hit the ladder and climb all the way up. And, you know, when, that's really interesting, Nate. I think you're very right about that. Yeah. And well, when you're being 42, I'm obviously happier I made it or you know i don't know made it or whatever but yeah. whatever wherever i'm at later yes uh than life than earlier cuz it's like i have all these experiences you're a lot more grounded you're mm-hmm. not you you're not as uh you don't look at flashy things as easy as i would have in the past like i you know before you're like oh this person's famous I'll, you know and you're kind of doing that kind of stuff and then you get older and i really like your circle starts getting you're like i don't you know i just like my who yeah. i'm with and yeah. i don't uh you know I don't trust every. You know, you just kind of not even I don't trust, trust anybody. anybody. You're like that, yeah, Andy, you're that's why there. it's taking me this long. Yeah, yeah. to get here. <laughs> yeah, well, you just you know, you're I like I just want to be like we're all you know, it's like we're all the mm-hmm. same. Like I like to be. If you like, I love the audience that comes out. I like. I don't think of. I'm not better than any of them. I, most of them are doing better than I am, or they're mm. smarter. They're whatever. I might be the funniest of them. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, but it's they. But it's like they're doing so much stuff else that I don't even can't fathom what they're doing so it's like i love that like you love your audience your audience should be you they should represent you they should be like i should be able to go sit with everybody and ride in a car and we would get along and that's just how it should be i don't ever 
if people hated their audience, I was like, that doesn't make, why would you want that? Right. Right. Like, why would you want to perform for that? Right. When people come up to me and say things like, I feel like we're already friends. I know this is yes. weird. I'm like, no, that means I've done exactly what I've been working at doing. Yes. If you feel, I like your analogy. I should be able to ride in the car with anybody listening to this yeah. right now. They should want to ride in the car with us. We should enjoy riding in the car with them oh, yeah. if we're doing this right. Yeah. That is such a good way to phrase that. That's how that. I think about anybody. When I meet someone, if you meet someone famous, I'm like, could I ride in a car for two uh-uh. hours with them? That's it. For and two then, hours. That's your limit. Yeah. And so, and I mean, a lot of times. you go to Chattanooga? A lot of times you're like, I, I, it would be I brutal. <laughs> you're like, what would we talk? Like, this would be the worst. And so then you just go like, well, I don't want that. Right. I'd rather just go with my buddy. Right. And have fun. Right. Like once you get past the idea of going, oh, that was cool to meet that person mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's after that, you're like, all right, that's, that's enough. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. I, that's... I wouldn't have ridden that far. Um, okay, Nashville talk, Vanderbilt. Yeah. Baseball and football. Can we talk about both? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about football first. Is yeah. it hurting you? Uh, I'm, it is. I'm excited about uh, Clark Lee, though. I am too. Yeah, I, I like am. Him. I thought we did. We actually scored some points, and I mean, it's kind. Of, it's a. It's a very much a mess right now. But they're doing the stadium. <laughs> it's very much a mess. Oh, it's a mess. <laughs> but you know, I feel like he's going to dig into it. He's going to work. work. I mean, we're, it's it's the beginning of hopefully he's changing everything. The stadium's yeah. getting renovated. They're doing yeah. all these different things. We've needed that forever. So at least it's like, all right, well, that stuff's happening. Let's give it a go and Let's, yeah. see. I, I want them to be good because oh, we're yeah. here. I'm a. I went to Georgia, mm-hmm. so I. I mean, I love being in an SEC town. Yeah. But then you're like, come on, you guys. Everybody kind of roots for Vandy. Like Vandy's always kind of everybody's like, ah, man, I want y'all. Yeah. You know, they don't. You don't want we. You don't want us to beat your team. But everybody uh, else. But everybody else. Yeah. Vandy beat Georgia on my wedding day uh-huh. and my ten year wedding anniversary. Bull. Those are the two times. Yeah. Like in the recent, yes, yeah. and I thought they did it. They did it on purpose. Is that for you? That was for me because I did my wedding on a Friday. I did not have it on a Saturday, for that reason to avoid college football for my friends. And so we got married on Friday the thirteenth. My, <laughs> just so that just you didn't so. get married on and a football Vandy Saturday. Beat Georgia for me. I'm telling you that every. I mean, my. We have just been talking about this. Some friends and I. Every college wedding I went to was built around the Georgia football schedule. Oh, bar I can none. imagine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just, no one gets married yeah. in the middle of a Georgia game. You either wait till it's over or you don't get married on that Saturday. Like yeah. on off days, on off, on bye weeks, you're going to two weddings. Yeah. You're going to three. Yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. everybody wants to get married yeah. on the bye weekend. That's great. Vandy baseball though. Great. God, and it's so fun. fun. It is so, so fun. fun. Yeah. I just cannot get enough of them. Do y'all go a lot to games? I'm not ever here. So I don't get to go to anything. <laughs> I don't uh, ever. Yeah. I mean, I like we got basketball going. I can sometimes go to basketball because it's like Tuesdays and stuff yeah. like that. But usually weekends are very hard to get to a game. Uh, but Vandy baseball has been, yeah, it's just, you know, we've never, as a Vandy fan, it's like we never really felt like this crazy big. We, we never got like to feel like Alabama or something uh-huh. or Georgia where uh-huh. we're just this dominant team. And now we do with baseball. And uh, yes. it's uh, it's the greatest thing ever. I love it so much. It is so fun. Yeah. How, are you traveling every weekend? Uh, basically. I, I yeah. go to Vegas tomorrow. But, <gasps> do you? Yeah. But it's uh, – and then I'll, I'll have like a month off and then I go – to some, then I then I start back up in January. Mid- How often are you doing bus tours versus flying to a city and being there for a whole weekend? It's basically all bus now. It's all bus. I'll fly to Vegas just because I'm doing one night in yeah. Vegas. So if I go West Coast, when I did a West Coast run, maybe if it's like three days, I'll just fly out there and then get around out there. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be my. You get routed for bus. Yes. So your agents just like put it where you're uh-huh. always like 
two, three hours. And I'll just, I mean, it's just super easy because your stuff's all stays on the bus. You at least have something consistent. Man, no kidding. The pretend the crowd size doesn't matter. Theaters or comedy clubs? I like theaters. Yeah. I mean, comedy clubs are great. Yeah. They're, it's, you know, Zany's down here is great. So fun. New Y'all, York. you and John being here have like upped Zany's profile big time. Yeah, it was. Like they started, you know, I think comedy's just at a better place than it's ever been in. Like with Netflix and everything, it's just uh-huh. like there's more of a spotlight on it. It's becoming uh-huh. way more mainstream than it ever has. It was always kind of this like niche kind of thing, yeah. or it felt. And uh, people knew the few famous ones, but that was about it. Yeah. And now with podcasts, podcasts have been huge for comedians because, you know, it's, like, it's what we do is we just talk. Yes. And then, so it's, I more people know who comics are now. And then, yeah, Nashville Zanies with it blowing up. And then, you know, a lot of Theo Vaughn moved here. So, like, some that name guy, comics. I cannot breathe sometimes when I'm yeah. listening to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is stupid. Yeah, I think yeah. he's so funny. Very funny. Um, are you touring Nate Land yet? Are y'all going to tour the podcast? Uh, we do. We've only done live ones at Zany's. We're doing, I came. I came oh, and watched. Yeah, 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 it was great. We're doing an, uh, one other live one, I think, coming up. And they're in the comedy festival. It might be on sale now. Yeah. And it could not okay. be. <laughs> I just always know either it could go either way. Whatever I say, just know. Just fact check it yourself. There's a great everybody. chance. Like, yeah, I'm not even on a podcast called Nate Lynn. I mean, there's we, who knows where this could lead who to. Who can even who know? Even, but yeah, we do it there, and uh, it's to, great. The background, the backdrop, looking exactly the same yeah. as the room y'all record. I mean, it's brilliant. We it's actually, funny. Emma and I went and watched yours as we were building our podcast work. Oh, okay. you, I, we were very inspired by a yeah, couple of things. Well. We were like, man, okay, yeah. I love how they do that. I love how they do that. So we we you knew really a couple things it. not to do. You're like, we're not doing that. Uh, you know? Let me tell you what. The only thing is your chairs rocked back, yeah. and we didn't, and so we didn't want chairs that rocked. Yeah, my chair in my room, actually, I stopped it rocking. Uh-huh. I don't think I knew. It wasn't a sound thing. It was a... It's it a weird... It was a movement thing. Yes. And we were like, oh, we, we don't want rocking chairs. Yeah. That was literally yeah, the yeah. only thing. Yeah. The rest of it was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So we were like, oh, man, if I rock like that, that'll make me look like a grandmother. Well, next time I'll be just standing. <laughs> You're I'll like, just go. Annie told me. Annie that said, <laughs> I got to go. First of all, Annie said she's going to sell the rhyme about time she's 34 <laughs> years old. And I said, get out of here, Annie. <laughs> you know? I mean, you're like, yeah. by the time, I, I, I can't tell you, last night I was like, it is a long time between now and 50. You're there so are people who sell out the Ryman at 90. Yeah. <laughs> it will but not be me. That's, but you, I don't, I, if you don't, you can't choose, because if I think for both of us, if we got a chance to be super famous in 19, I'm, we're not going to say no, but. It's better this way. It yeah, will be better, it's this, better way. this way. And you will. Nineteen-year-old Annie, can you imagine? Oh, there's Lord my buddy used to have a, con- a joke about saying uh, Britney, like defending Britney Spears. This was mm-hmm. like forever. I mean, obviously now with all the stuff, but this was a joke yeah. from 15 years ago. But being like, yeah, you give me 18, you give me a million dollars when I'm 18, I'm gonna, I'll be dead. Yeah, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, shaving my head would be. Yeah. The, y'all would be pleased. You'd be, you'd be if thrilled. That- <laughs> If I just come <laughs> home with a shaven head. Yes. I mean, you, you can't give You're a kid right, th- that, you know, ju- I always thought that was Justin Bieber. Like, he's f- 14 and now is borderline has more power than his parents. Yes. I mean, his parents are living off his money. He's, you know, like he, all this stuff. And that dynamic, whatever it is, is just not normal. Yes. So you got to be, you know, it's like, you know, you're, it's a miracle they come out. How they, you know, that they end up at least yes. still be able to talk or something. Yes, I don't know, still I don't know still his people. whole life. But, yes. Yeah. But you're right. I'll be, well, this will be better that we did it this way. Oh, yeah. 
How many times have you played the Ryman? Just that once? Recently? Uh, just once. Headline. I've played it a few times here and there, but just that was the only headline at that one time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Christmas episode is what we're on. Twelve okay. days of Christmas. Okay. Talk to me about the Bargazzi Christmas life. What do y'all do? Are y'all big into? Are you big into Christmas? Are y'all Christmassy people? Uh, yeah. I love Halloween. Is a big one for me. Tell me more. Yeah. Why? Uh, I just think I think it's because of uh, my our daughter. Uh-huh. I think it's fun, kids. I think it's yeah. very fun for kids. So yeah. I look. So I always like ask off for Halloween. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're like, don't put me don't on the road. This the road. is the yeah. one. I work every Christmas though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> every other holiday, I ask. Right, I right. go slam me. Let I go me. double shows, triple shows. <laughs> Get me out of this house, and that's the but only day I work. Halloween, but Halloween, not interesting. Don't even throw something this way. Uh, no, we are. We are. Yeah, we're big Christmas people, and uh, we love it. We always. Uh, you know, my parents, my family used to come spend the night with us, and then okay. we all spend the night, wake up together the next morning. Oh, that's sweet. And then we go see do my wife's siblings? family. I have a brother, a younger brother and a younger sister. Okay. And so they do. My brother works for GOD, Global Outreach Development. They do. Uh, he teaches at a school a lot. Of, and they uh, he was a missionary for a long time, and does they teach a lot of that, how to be missionaries. And, and my sister just started working for us. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Rothy's. So I've got some good news for you this holiday season. Looking good and feeling great just got easier. Thanks to Rothy's from the unbeatable comfort to the fact that you can wash them in the washing machine. You guys, these shoes check every box. You might've heard about Rothy's best-selling point and they're flat. In fact, People Magazine named the point the best flat for their first ever style awards in 2021. But did you know they make insanely comfortable sneakers and loafers and ankle boots and Mary Janes and, and more? The best part, everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. You know how I feel about this. They've repurposed millions of plastic water bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. I've had one of my pairs of Rothy's for literally years, and they still look great and feel as great as the day I got them. This holiday season, take the guesswork out of gifting. Rothy's has something for everyone. Treat yourself or find the perfect gift for a loved one with their ultra-comfortable washable shoes, bags, and accessories. They're durable, they're classic, and they're sustainably crafted. Come on, give them a gift that you'll love year-round and for years to come. Win the gift game this season with Rothy's shoes and accessories. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash soundsfun with extended returns and exchanges through the holidays. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash sounds fun. And I've got one more amazing partner to share with you that you know I love. It's the art of tea. Y'all know it's part of my morning rhythm to make a cup of tea. I love a cup of tea. I love the warmth, the ritual of it, even the fact that it invites me to slow down a little bit and wait for it to be ready. I don't love that part, but it's good for me. Whether you love tea like me or you're trying it for the first time, the absolute best teas from around the world are at artoftea.com. I'm a huge fan of their unique collections and blends. And how perfect does this sound for the holidays? Dark chocolate peppermint tea. Okay, listen to the description. Are you ready? A sweet, aromatic blend. Dark chocolate peppermint tea joins notes of cooling mint with the taste of smooth, decadent chocolate in a bold infusion. I mean, right, you guys? It basically smells and tastes just like a peppermint hot chocolate would, but without any of the heavy stuff. I love it. And if you're new to tea and aren't sure what you'll like, you can take their tea quiz. You guys, a tea quiz? They give you a personalized recommendation. You know I love a quiz. And one that matches you up with delicious teas? Okay, interested. 
Well, I know you'll find something that you'll love for yourself. Art of Tea also makes amazing gifts for the holidays. They have a whole collection of tea gifts, including tea sampler sets, cute mugs, and even a candle that smells just like Earl Grey tea. Simply go to artoftea.com and you'll get 20% off your first order using the code that sounds fun. That's artoftea.com and promo code that sounds fun to get 20% off. Prepare to fall in love and become a tea person, you guys. Hi, I'm Hannah Brown, author of God Bless This Mess. And my favorite uh, Christmas song, I'm about to change your life if you didn't know about this, the Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers Christmas album is the best Christmas magic there is. And there's this song that's a medley of Winter Wonderland and Sleigh Bells that is the best Christmas song ever. Like, I'll go head to head with anybody about it. Hi, I'm Hosanna Wong, the author of How Not to Save the World, and I have two favorite Christmas songs. One is Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, but my boys in sync, come on, bring down the house, and also Little Drummer Boy, because Angela from The Office loved it so much that she wanted to walk down the aisle to it, and that's commitment, and I love that. So in sync and Angela, I got you. And now back to finish up my conversation with Nate. My middle sibling is also a missionary. Oh, yeah. How did we end up like this as the oldest? Yeah. And then the middle ones are the better ones. Because they got to just give back for what we take. <laughs> Those 20 years to Listen, make it, we yeah. take so much. We trained them up in the way they should go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my sister suffered under my dominance yeah, for, 12, yeah, yeah. for 18 years. And then she's like, I just need to work for the Lord. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and oh, he was a monster. Yeah, yeah. I got to get <laughs> That's right. I got to clean up her mess. That's right. Yeah, that's what they got to do. They got to clean her messes up. That's right. The Lord's like, the only way both of y'all are getting in yeah. is if you handle her stuff too. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Uh, your youngest sister's starting to work for y'all. Yeah. That's fun, yeah, right? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a great. I yeah. love it. That's what I love. That's another goal is like, I, I like the, you know, my tour managers, my buddy that I grew up with and yeah. since I was 14. And, yeah. And so like, I like this kind of like family, friends, you know, you know, and, and like just, I don't know, keeping it, everybody's here, everybody's yeah. just kind of coming up and have a family run business in a sense. Yeah. Uh, and so I, that's what I, that's what I love. Yeah. One of our podcast hosts said to me recently, I really want my assistant to have a, have a better car. Yeah. Like I want them to be able to buy a better car. And so he he was talking about what he's going to do with this podcast. I was like, man, that's why we do what we do yeah. so that you can make sure that the person yes. that's working, you know, like, yeah, yeah, let's give them good lives. Yeah. If we make it, we all make it. Yeah. I mean, that's like it. we're, you know, it's, it. uh, it's not about us, not one person that can even do this. So yeah, it's like you, you get lucky to be the vessel that gets to deliver it. And then you got to be everybody else around you is the one that. Oh, I cannot it. tell you how many times I've told the people here that I am the weakest link. Yeah. No question. I know what it's like to do this job by myself. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't successful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's when I got all these people around yeah. me that we started having something to work with. Yeah. yeah. So they may not remember what it was like without them, but I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what yeah. it was like yeah. when I was the only yeah. one here. Yeah. Wasn't great. Um, okay. Santa is coming on the pod. We're doing a Q&A. A lot of people have already asked questions. The link is in the show notes if they want to ask a question today. But do you have a question you'd like us to ask Santa Claus? Uh, I would like, what's his, uh, how high does he go? Uh-huh. Like in a sleigh? And like, oh. what's his like, tra- like, what's the... What's the speed? Yeah, like in an airplane. What do they say? What's your, we hit, uh, um, know, Cruising altitude. Cruising altitude. What's his yes. cruising altitude? <laughs> is it probably high? It's, it could be higher than in a plane. I mean, he's got to get up. There's no way it's higher than a plane. Has to. I mean, he well, we don't see it, oh, so yeah. it must be out Maybe of our sight. Maybe it's not higher sight. than a plane. I guess so. 
but it could not be higher because you can, sometimes see him low. Can he so. still use his phone in the air even though we can't? Does he? Oh yeah. Does he ask the reindeers? That's. <laughs> do they have to all put their phones? <laughs> they away? have to. They have to yeah. power down yeah. once they get to their cruising altitude, and yeah. then they get Wi-Fi back. Then they get. That yeah. is the. That is one of the dumbest rules we all live under. That is a power control thing to me. Oh yeah, not using right? phone. There's there's not a world where we can't use our phones up there. No, I think everybody's using it. Yeah, <laughs> are they there just? Do- I think some people. Well, your phone doesn't work. No, I, I put mine on airplane mode, okay. but I've watched people not do it. Uh, but your phone doesn't work. Up there, like once you get yeah, up. Why have they done that though? What's the story? Go. What's the story? What's happening? Oh, why are they not letting you yeah. do it? Uh, I mean, I think it's just I think stuff rules get made, and then people are just like, I don't know, what are you gonna do? Change them and like tell <laughs> on everybody? every plane in the world. Yeah, nah. and they go, just who cares? Yeah, like just <laughs> we have to rewrite every script, which is a major problem in the world. Is uh-huh. that people don't want to dive into something and go, yeah, we don't really need this though. They're just like, I know, but you know that just the hassle. <laughs> it's gonna be. To change all, everybody change already says all role. this stuff. Like, it's like, who cares? Yeah, and you AT&T know. doesn't have to get to 10,000 feet. No. They're like, great, that's great for us, too. Yeah. Because we don't want you to have to change a script. We don't want to have to provide service up there. But the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. Be, they uh, want to sell you Wi-Fi, too. Uh, listen, I, do you know I accidentally, this will tell you a lot about me. I'm an Enneagram 7. I don't know if you, oh, you hate Enneagram stuff. I've heard you make jokes about it. I don't even know if I know what that means. Oh, I thought that was you that makes jokes about it. No. I don't think I've ever used that word in my life. (laughs) It sounds like a pretty big word, Uh, (laughs) Annie. I totally thought it was you. I guess not. My personality type is uh, not detail-oriented, some might say. Yeah. So I just pulled up the old credit card the other day being like, curious, I have been paying for Wi-Fi on Delta. For all of 2020, oh. I flew twice. It was great. You just signed for a subscription. Yep. Yeah. Just just kept it going. Even when planes weren't flying, yeah. your girl had Wi-Fi yeah. if I needed yeah. it. So Annie kept on float. Yeah, you- <laughs> yeah. You're going to need to play the ride and Na- just to <laughs> afford your Wi-Fi that you're paying for the That's right. The country. I'm currently play, paying for Delta to still we have We should Wi-Fi. all get your uh, password you and are username just so we can be like. I, I want 50 people to have it yeah. so that I can at least get my money back that yeah, I paid yeah, for yeah, all yeah, of yeah. 2021. We just all have to give you cash later. <laughs> like, make it real uncomfortable. We have to drive to a parking lot and be like, here's $40. Yeah, Sometimes it it's times. so expensive. Like, you can see it. It's, I mean, when it's, it'll be like, it's like $25 and you're like, are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like you're just, what are we doing? Right. For And it'll be like for half your flight, yeah. you can pay $20. For yeah. your whole flight, you can pay $30. You're like, $30. And then you're like, oh wait, I don't have to. I've been paying for it for a year. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, <laughs> you already did it. I already paid hundreds. Got I it. like, uh, sometimes I like to just be like, don't buy it. No one can reach it. And you're yeah. just alone. You watch some stuff and. Mind your own business. Yeah, just just don't let the world get you for just yeah, a minute. Just I was minute. better. I mean, there was one flight I did in years ago when I was working on a book, and I booked a Southwest from Nashville to Dallas and back so I could write. Oh, so I was yeah. like, I just I oh. have to get on a plane and be in the air where I, no one can get me because I'm not hitting yeah. this deadline. That's pretty good. I flew to Dallas and back. Yeah. I was also doing that thing. Have you ever done this at the end of the year where you're trying to get to the next thing, yeah. the next level? Yes. And so I needed... One more flight, and I was like, well, let's go write a book on a plane yeah. and get that silver or something ridiculous. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. people do that a lot, where they yeah. go fly, and like they will land and walk to their next gate and get on the flight and fly mm-hmm. home. I did just not like get off get, the plane. Yeah. It just yeah. came right back. What, what's your airline of choice? Uh, Delta. Same, right yeah. same. Delta's just a good, solid, you know, 
it's just a nice, fun. I like Southwest though too. I'm a big Southwest fan. With family, it's I mean, there's nothing better. Yeah. I was like, cause everybody's. It's always very interesting when our daughter was little. Like you would always be on there, and you'd always like sit next to like a, a mom that would be like she would be very easy with you, and yeah. you know if your daughter's getting up or something, she's like, oh, it's okay. Like yeah. it's just very nice and sweet, and like it's uh Southwest always got that vibe to me. Yes. Uh, you know, Delta can be a little businessy, yes. but sometimes when you're alone and you're flying, you're like, I just kind of want businessy. Yes. And Southwest can sometimes be everybody's flying for the first time ever in their life, and so there's all these. And we're all in this together. Yeah, Come and on, it's you fun. Guys. And there's times yeah. for that, and yes. then there's times where you're like, I just need to. I, I want to. That's just right. Get on, sit alone. I want us yeah. all to just be in our own yeah. business. Yeah. I'm taking Delta. Yeah. I want to like make a friend and hope somebody has yeah. a good day. I'm going Southwest. Southwest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how you do it. right. Okay, so after Christmas, you'll jump into touring again. Yes. Okay. And so uh, the Rain Check Tour, it's all on sale now. It's on my website. You can go check it all out. And that's the, yeah, we're, we're going, uh, there's a lot of places we're going. And then we will keep adding dates because always people always ask that. They're like, why are you not coming here? You're like, we will come there. Wherever you're at, I'm going to come. Does it blow your mind that when you post, here's my 40-city tour, yeah. Katie in Cincinnati is like, why not Cincinnati? And you're like, Katie. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. I'm, I'm always going to come there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they're in a major city, too. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cincinnati, you're like, that's a pretty big city. Yeah. You've I'll made probably, a good choice. Yeah. I'll probably come to that city. You know, <laughs> Seattle be like, when you come to Seattle, you're like, that's a not, that's a gigantic town. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to worry. But someone who's like small town Mississippi, I'm like, yeah. we we need to have an understanding between yeah. us. Yeah. Where you live yeah. is not going to be where. I mean, that's right. I'm doing some of those dates now. I think I'm literally coming to wherever you live. I'm coming. You're to going you. to all. <laughs> like it's. I mean, where there's some of these, they'll be like an hour apart from each other, and you're like, I'm just going to every single place. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I'm coming to their house. Who's going? <laughs> Show up. By rain check, we literally mean, I mean yeah. he's coming to your house. Hey, he yeah, owes you. I do. Yeah, I just go down the block and do. Who's coming with you? Uh, it's it mixes up. So I got a lot of guys. Uh, a lot of comics, uh, Brian Bates and Aaron Weber on the podcast, yeah. uh, they come to some. But then I got a lot of people I started with in New York, uh, and so I'm trying to bring a lot of them, I'm trying to mix it up. Uh, some of them are, they're all, my shows are all clean. Yeah. Uh, they're, they feel my act. If you go look them up, they might not always be the cleanest comic. But, but what they do with your audience. What they do with my clean. audience is clean. And uh, that's, cool. that's what I like is, because there's a lot of comics, these comics are so great. And I, it's ones that were kind of basically clean. You know, there's a little bit where I'm like, just don't. It's not like, look, we're not trying, there's no message, there's nothing, they just like, yeah. just don't curse. Like, yeah, just yeah. don't curse. And like, this this audience is just, I think, dying for that kind of, uh, you know, I feel like sometimes when you, if you want clean comedy, you can get fed like a very cheesy, corny kind of thing. Yeah. And then, so it's like, you can get these great comics now, uh, and that they're, you know, it's like, if you just don't curse, like doing, doing a late night set, Yeah, it's like, then, you know, and the audience gets... Uh, you know, a comic that's been in New York for 10 years yeah. and, like, has, you know, has the ropes of a New York comic. Yeah. One of the things I'd like for you to teach me in our friendship that I'm going to ask it to extend yeah. for the rest of our lives oh, yeah. is I want to be better about knowing how to have openers in my job. Yeah. Comedies and music are real easy to have yeah. openers as part of the culture. Yeah. But people in my job don't get to podcasters, speakers, authors. We don't get to have openers in what we yeah. do, really. Yeah. So, can we figure out how for me to do yeah. that? Yeah, it would be. It's a really cool some, thing someone you introduces get to do. you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do I just start bringing my own? Hey, the person who's going to introduce me yeah. is actually going to do ten minutes yeah. themselves, yeah. and then I'll be up. Yeah, they could write like a little funny thing or something. Yeah. Okay, you solved it. So I guess our friendship yeah. doesn't need to 
Carrie it's on. over. No, yeah, we can carry it on. It. Okay, great. At okay. least till you do I the rhyming. <laughs> free ticket. So, yeah. Here's what I'll tell you right here. Yeah. Nate Bargassi, you ah, have free tickets to the right. rhyming. When there I play the rhyming, yeah. you you have free tickets. Right. 100%, I, I promise. I that is a, will you write that down so I don't forget? I'm yeah. just kidding. I will never forget. I go never outside forget. and I'm like, yeah, can like, I scalp them? Yeah, no, I'm joking. I had to go The whole balcony's empty. You don't have to scalp them. I think I had my aunt scalp one of my tickets once I gave them. Think of my dad's sister. I think they got they could find them. So they're like, oh, we'll just scalp them out. Or maybe they scalped my dad's tickets. His own sister did something oh like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> okay, so our friends have been hearing this for the whole twelve days Christmas party, but we've got our guests from the whole year. I was secretly recording them their favorite Christmas songs. So we've been hearing all these people's favorite Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what is your favorite Christmas song? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, I'm not the best music person. Uh, what do you listen to when you're on your Delta flight and stay in your own Oh, business? I don't listen to music. I oh, don't no. No. Podcasts or just shows? Uh, no, I'll just watch shows or oh, I'll okay. just be in my own thoughts. Okay. Uh, I'm wow. trying to get better at listening to more music. 21 Pilots I've been listening to. They're great. They are great. Yeah. And uh, Bane and Beck listen to, too. Dan and Shay, obviously. Uh, they, they, they have a new Christmas. I'm friends with Shay. Yeah. He has a new Christmas song out. Okay. Uh, you know? Uh, so Amy Grant. <laughs> we used to, I grew up listening to oh, Amy Grant. Tender uh, Tennessee Christmas. Yeah. And so a lot of Amy Grant. So, like, my mom, we all we could listen to is, like, Amy Grant, Sandy yeah, Patty. Yeah. Uh, you know. So Amy Grant was a ton. I'm just naming a genre. I'm dying to have person. Sandy Patty on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, can you just imagine sitting down with Sandy Patty? I like, mean, she she knew me when I was seven. Yeah. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. Oh, yeah. But she knew me when I was seven. No, my mom. Yeah, my mom. Such a good name, too, Sandy Patty. Yeah, and with like the double. Just, yeah. yeah it's just, it's the best. I agree with you. Also, free tickets when I interview Sandy Patty. Yeah. Oh, you can yeah. <laughs> She'll be the live person. Yo. She's the live interview she is, yeah. at um, the Ryman. Okay, so Dan and Shay. We'll go with the Dan and Shay song? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Their new song. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. We're building a playlist on Spotify. Yeah. Or Rudolph. I like Rudolph. Wow. I don't know. It's just fun. It is funny. It is fun. My all-time favorite Christmas song, I'm just going to submit to you and see if you even know it. It's called Thistle Hair, the Christmas Bear by Alabama. No. No. Okay. Uh, just check it out. Next time you're listening to music. Deep. It's deep. Where is that? It is, it is a deep cut, and I do not know Georgia? why we... Yeah, that's a Georgia problem. My dad yeah. went to Alabama. The rest of us went to Georgia. How about that? Oh, wow. Dad, Alabama. Mom, Georgia. Annie, Georgia. Middle sibling, Georgia. Baby, Auburn. Oh, wow. How about that? Auburn. Yeah, it didn't go great. No. Didn't go over great at all. Yeah, what do y'all do? Well, she did grad school at Georgia, so the, we forgive her. But, yeah. man, that those years were – they still can't watch the Iron Bowl together. Different <laughs> rooms, different houses. Yeah. It is, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. That's a whole – yeah. I mean, Alabama, Georgia's going to play, like, you know. Yeah. Eight more times yeah. before the year's over. Yeah. Who's winning the national championship? Alabama. I kind of – I hope it's Georgia. Thanks. Yeah. I Cincinnati think would be fun, too. I, I would like to see – a really good game between Michigan and Georgia mm-hmm. with Georgia squeaking it out. Because I yes. think Michigan looked like number one yeah. after last weekend, but yeah. they were never going to put Georgia and Alabama in the 2-3 slot, no. even though they deserved it. Yeah, I would like to see Cincinnati beat Alabama, of course, and then Cincinnati-Georgia would be a yeah. really fun game. Yeah. And then Georgia. I'd be down with Georgia Alabama game though again. I, I could see it. And I, I would want Georgia to win. Yeah. I mean, we Alabama's had since – I'm guessing – well, I mean, they won in 1980, the year of my birth. That oh, is yeah. the last time we won the national championship. I would really enjoy it. We've never won. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's true. But in baseball, we've won. Won a lot. Yeah. Last question we always ask because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. What's fun? I'm a golfer. Yeah, that you're a big time golfer. Big-time that's not casual. Golfer. You guys yeah. love it. I love it. 
That sounds fun to me. Uh, you know, being on this, you know, hanging out, hanging out with your family. Me and my wife's going to Vegas with me. That's going to be very oh, fun. Oh, that's fine. And then, uh, then being on the tour bus uh, with my buddies, all my comics. Yeah. It's, uh, that's very, very fun. It's funner than, it's as fun as you can imagine it mm-hmm. would probably be. Yeah. And it's like going to camp every week and we're all just on there. It's, it's nice to go from the stage to in there with your buddies and, you know, it's like everybody's just making jokes at mm-hmm. each other. So that's very, very fun uh, as well. Uh, tour, touring to me is summer camp. Oh yeah, it's my. I I would. I just love it so much. It's I so love fun. bus life. I sleep great. Yep. And you just are best friends with everybody for uh, three weeks. Yeah. It is. It's my favorite thing. Uh, we had to make a tough call last week. I'll let this will be how we close out. I'll let you decide what we needed to do. The option was bus one had a slide out. Mm-hmm. Bus two had a shower. I would do. Is it? And uh, there's eleven of us. Eleven of you. Uh, I would do the slide out. Hundred percent. That's what we did. Because the yeah. I, I, I got rid of the shower. I might put a shower. I got rid of the shower, like, when you decide. Do you have like, your own bus? I lease a bus, yeah. For the whole year? Yeah. So, <gasps> the so you get year. to decorate it and stuff? Uh, not that crazy. I mean, You're I think like, I have to sign I more. I that. Yeah. <laughs> if I do more, you have to sign just more of a lease. Oh, but, okay, uh, okay. yeah, you have to say, like, yeah. but it's like, I, I got one without a shower because it was like, yeah. no, no, no one's really using it. No. You just go to the venues or you have a day hotel or yeah. something like that. Yeah, but the slide out for 11 people. It's going to be a game changer. Yeah, 11 people is a lot. Yeah. And then in the 12th bunk is the cutout of me, Tammy. Oh, yeah. She's 6'3". I'll show it to you before you leave. (laughs) She sleeps in her own bed. Yeah. Thanks for doing this today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm really grateful. No, me too. It was super fun. Oh, you guys, don't you love him? He's just the best. And free tickets to the Ryman. He's got them. Free tickets to the Ryman. Hey, make sure you're following him and check out tickets for his live shows. Stream his Netflix specials. Subscribe to Nate Land. There is a lot of Nate for you in your future. And I think you're going to be glad there is. Make sure you go out and see him live. And uh, yeah, I just couldn't think more highly of this dude. And also, please tell him thanks for being on the show. I just am so grateful he made time for that today. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find, especially right now. You can find me every day. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. And today what sounds fun to me, oh, you know what? I'm going to tell you the whole truth. Today what sounds fun to me is getting ready for y'all to hear tomorrow's podcast. I cannot wait. Day six of the 12 days of Christmas with Barry and Allison Bales from Bales Farms. Y'all are going to love them. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. Hi, my name is Laura Tremaine. I'm the author of Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First. My favorite Christmas song is Elvis's rendition of Blue Christmas. It is sentimental to me to like my teenage years, my kind of childhood years. And whenever I hear it in the holiday season, that is how I know we are officially in Christmas time. Hi, I'm Ben Higgins. And I'm Jessica Higgins. Nice. And my favorite Christmas song is Jingle Bell Rock. My favorite Christmas song is Oh Holy Night. (laughs) My name is Mark Richt. And uh, the book I've written is called Make the Call. My favorite Christmas song is I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. And I don't know if everybody knows that, but I'll tell you how it goes. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus.
underneath the mistletoe last night. Oh, what a laugh it would have been if Daddy had only seen Mama kissing Santa Claus last night. Boom. Drop the mic. You know what? When you asked when you asked that question, I thought it was going to be my favorite Christian song. Oh, I got a favorite Christian song too. I'm going to add it just for fun. Okay. My Redeemer lives, Nicole C. Mullen. Oh, right. And that got that got boomed in that stadium during the practice one day because the boys got to play the music they wanted, and I got to play the music I wanted. So there in Sanford Stadium that you played, My Redeemer lives. As loud as we could play. That's beautiful. I I will hope to hear that someday in my life. That is awesome.